0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the
1: podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse.
0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, there is so much uncertainty in the USA right now. It's beyond disturbing. Most human beings like to be secure. They don't like to be uneasy about what's going to happen. and It's exactly what we have. Politically, both Trump and Biden are in trouble. They have huge problems and no one knows how those problems are gonna play out. So, that presents an opportunity in the political realm. And one young American has seized that opportunity. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. His name, Vivek Ramaswamy. You know him. Age 38, born August 9th, 1985. He made a pile of dough by founding the Rovant Services, a pharmaceutical company in 2014. In fact, he had capital gains of $37 million in 2015 after he sold part of his company. So Mr. Uh, Ramaswamy, I know I'm gonna have trouble saying that name all throughout the show, is a wealthy man. And now he wants to get into public service. So he was born in Cincinnati, that area, he attended Xavier High School there, Catholic school, Jesuit. He was class valedictorian, went on to Harvard, summa cum laude in biology. The man is super smart, maybe a genius. Then he went to Yale Law School. Well, this guy is ultra intelligent. Then, as I said, he founded this company, made a pile of dough in business, and he got out of the business and into politics. So, He made an impression in the debate. I think everybody would understand that. Um, His polling average, according to Real Clear Politics, is 7.6%. He has no chance to win the nomination, but he's building up his profile for maybe four years down the road, whatever it may be. Now, Ramaswamy is shrewd. First of all, he is a Trump supporter. Go. I did say he's the best president
2: of the 21st century from George Bush to Barack Obama to Joe Biden to Donald Trump. I think it's not even close. Who was the best of those presidents? In my book, I judge by results. That being said, I believe I can take the America first agenda even further than Donald Trump did.
0: All right. So that's respectful to Trump. The MAGA people won't hate uh, Vivek. And uh, he goes on his way. Um. The reason that he's getting some kind of traction is because many Americans, maybe most, are tired of the old politicians, all right? Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, they all come under that, and it may be unfair, under that tent. They're tired of it. Now, Trump, he's a maverick. He's outside that. So he doesn't fall under that tent because he's not really a politician. Trump. He's a populist. Anyway, Ramaswamy knows that. Roll it. The truth is, I'm an outsider. I'm not a professional politician.
2: I think we have a choice between super PAC puppets who are being propped up with prepped lines and millions of dollars to go along with it, versus, in my case, I'm an outsider. I think of myself as a patriot who speaks the truth.
0: Super PAC puppets. Okay. That's the system. And if Ramaswamy gets into a position where he is competing for the presidential nomination, he'll have super PACs too. I don't know if he'll be a puppet or not. That depends on the individual. So there's no doubt. And I, and I as you know, if you watch the No Spin News and listen to it every night, I hesitated jumping in on the analysis of this man until I could see where he was going. All right, could see how he held himself, Um, and in the debate, he did did well. He held his own. Um, But he is not, let's see, he is not well-versed enough in foreign affairs. And I don't know about his economics, but you would assume the guy has a pretty good grasp of economics. But foreign policy, no. And that is his weak point. So let me make the case here. Roll cut one. Far from it. I think that the Biden administration
2: is so stubbornly attached to the idea of getting Xi Jinping to drop Vladimir Putin. What I think we need to be doing is get Vladimir Putin to drop Xi Jinping. Just like Nixon went to China in 1972. I think Putin is like the new Mao. I will visit Moscow and I will pull Russia out of its military alliance with China. The Russia-China military alliance is the single greatest military threat that we face today.
0: I will visit Moscow and I will pull Russia out of its military alliance with China. Magic wand, doing that. The United States is China and Russia's biggest enemy. The Beck is not going to change that. He could go. I guess, to Moscow and talk to Putin. But Putin's not going to kick over China in favor of doing anything for the United States. Not going to happen. Never has happened. Okay? Now, Trump controlled Putin. I still don't know how. Trump is very cagey with me. I've asked him 50 times. You know, what What do you got on him? I think it has to do with economics, that Putin made billions of dollars, uh, mostly in the energy realm under Trump, but I'm not sure. But Ramaswamy going over to Moscow saying, hey, lad, you gotta pull out uh, China and you gotta ally with the USA. That's not gonna happen. And I did some research um, throughout history. So Putin's a dictator and he's a killer. Yeah, all know that. I mean, there's no two sides to that story. You have to talk to him still, I understand, but he's not going to be rational. He's going to do what he wants to do. And right now he wants to give the United States a hard time. There's only been one dictator slash tyrant in history that I can find. One that's ever reversed course in fostering violence and fostering trouble for the world. And that is Attila the Hun. That's how far back you have to go. So what happened there was Attila and the Huns were coming down the peninsula of Italy, heading for Rome. And Pope Leo got on a horse and rode out to meet Attila, somehow convinced him not to sack Rome, and the Huns turned around and went back to Northern Europe. That's it. Now they tried everything they could try with Tojo in Japan, Hitler, he mentions Mao, with Stalin, it never works. It never works. The only thing that works with these tyrants is violence, is the threat of violence. That's it. Nuclear deterrent. You're going to persuade the uh, imams in Iran to stop the terrorism? How about Osama bin Laden? So this is just fantasy stuff. When I hear uh, Ramaswamy say stuff like that, I just roll my eyes. Because there's just no chance that that would ever happen. Now, in his own mind, he believes that he could do it, but, you know, you don't vote for somebody on a delusion. Okay? Now, I hope that that comes in here, and we'll discuss this as gentlemen. But, you know, if you could tell me one other violent tyrant in civilization that's ever stopped i would be happy to hear that the second soundbite, and this was again on cnn is uh about ukraine go i would freeze the current lines of control and that would leave parts of the donbass region with
2: russia i would also further make a commitment that nato will not admit ukraine to nato but there are even greater wins that i will get the top of the list no, well, he, our goal should not be for Putin to lose. Our goal should be for America to win. That's what we have forgotten in this country, is that driving Russia into the
0: ground is not a U.S. strategic goal. Getting rid of Putin is a U.S. strategic goal. It's a world goal. I mean, this is a murderer. This is a guy who violates international law, goes into countries and kills women and children. He doesn't understand that? And as I made this point a thousand times, I'll be very brief. If you let Putin seize a quarter of Ukraine and say, okay, you can keep it, China goes into Taiwan. Right? Yeah. The only reason China hasn't gone in is because Putin's getting his butt kicked in Ukraine, which he is, and his you know, administration's tottering right now. I have predicted that Putin... Putin will be overthrown, okay? It's not going to be easy, but it'll happen. He doesn't have the support of the Russian people anymore. And China's watching all this, okay? So if you are a student of history, you know that Neville Chamberlain did the same thing with Adolf Hitler. He, oh, yeah, go take Austria. Go take uh, a large chunk of Czechoslovakia. Go ahead. Go take it, and then we'll have peace. Well, that's exactly what Vivek is doing. Exactly. Because Putin doesn't have to do this. Ukraine doesn't mean anything to him. And he's disrupted the whole world and slaughtered, slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent civilians and displaced millions. And you're going to go over there and you're going to go, yeah, okay, you know, all's forgiven. It, it just it's dangerous. So anyway, um, he's a smart guy. I believe he has good intentions, Ramaswamy. Uh, I think he has a future if he takes a tutorial under me uh, and learns about the world and about how it works. Uh, He's certainly uh, courageous. He goes up against the establishment. I like that. Um, Down the road, I think he'll be a player, but not now. And that is the memo. Hey,
2: guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: All right, President Biden, certainly not a player in any regard at all. He has two things on his schedule. He delivers remarks about lowering health care costs. That's good. I hope the federal government can uh, get with the pharmaceutical companies and make some uh, inroads in getting those prices under control because they they're hurting, killing people. Then he meets, uh, Biden does, uh, uh, with uh, the president of Costa Rica. Okay, no, fine. All right, now last night uh, after the... Uh, Jacksonville thing was percolating. That's three African-Americans gunned down by a racist maniac who then commits suicide. Biden addressed it. Go.
3: And as I've said to the country, we can't let hate prevail. And it's on the rise. It's not not diminishing. Silence, I believe we've all said many times silence is complicity. We're not going to remain silent. And so we have to act against this hate-fuel violence, and this so saw all what's happening there. By the way, almost five years to the day that five young Blacks were killed in Jacksonville, five years earlier, at, the, at, a, at, a, at a gun, not a gun shop, a, a store they're doing uh, um, kids' toys. Yeah. Um, and know, uh, we have to speak out that uh, there's a whole group of extreme
0: people trying to erase history Uh, That's almost incoherent I don't know what the toy store was Um, I don't know what he's talking about Uh, he apparently believes this is monolithic movement where um, thousands and thousands of white people are trying to uh, hurt blacks that's what Biden believes okay I mean we gave you the stats last night and uh, it, it's beyond belief that Biden and Kamala Harris are still pushing this nonsense, so I had a deal with this last night on News nation. you know News Nation is an interesting new network it's coming up you know it 's a slow slog um, and I appear on Monday with Leland Vittert, former Fox News alumni, and then on Wednesday with Chris Cuomo. A lot of you have seen that and um, I like, I like the tone of the network. They get a lot of information out, and then they bring somebody like me in. I mean, none of the other networks would do that because they're afraid of me, they're not gonna bring me in, but they're not, News Nation. Anyway, um, the conversation was on why this propaganda about white supremacy is taking root in the media. Go. By modern media standards, hate is only worth covering when it's hate by one kind of shooter, specifically
2: a white male. Bill O'Reilly is here, host of the No Spin News. Bill, you've got more history uh, perspective than I do. How did we get here?
0: Well, it's a uh, media problem um, and it's also a Democratic Party strategy. So the progressive left wants to portray the United States as a racist country dominated by white supremacists. That's the narrative. If you fit into that narrative, then you'll get coverage. If you don't, you won't. So it's not pure skin color, this is politics. Shortly after uh, the Jacksonville murders by this uh, racist loon who committed suicide, Vice President Harris put out a statement And you talked earlier to a guest about the vice president. And the statement said that African-American people are afraid to come out of their homes because they may be confronted by white people with guns. So my staff did a little research, and we led with this on the No Spin News, which you can access on BillOReilly.com. Columbia University, certainly not a right-wing institution, put out a psychiatric study that said 15% of all the public shootings in America are generated by racists. that includes blacks against whites or Asians, 15%. 85% of public shootings are generated by criminals, mostly drug gangs, predominantly African-Americans. So the truth is that, yes, In urban areas, many African-Americans are afraid to come out because of the violence, but the violence is being driven by minority drug gangs. Now, Kamala Harris knows that because she was attorney general in California, but she'd never say it because it goes against the progressive narrative. That's what this is all about. And that's what Biden did. Okay, now at this point in his life, Biden believes anything that anybody tells him um, for 10 minutes and then forgets about whatever the conversation was. Okay, and that's not a pass for Biden. But historically, Joe Biden has not been sympathetic to African Americans. That's a provable fact, and I'm gonna play you a couple of sound bites now. Now, the man has no core belief system. You saw that on abortion. He's a Roman Catholic who makes a big deal out of going to mass, and he turns around and supports abortion on demand for any reason. Whereas, whereas, maybe 15 years ago, he was pro-life. But now he's flip-flopped because his progressive masters want abortion on demand. So in the racial uh, terms, this is fascinating, again, One of the reasons that you watch and listen to me is that I combine journalism with history. So you'll remember a man named Senator Strom Thurmond, South Carolina, one of the biggest racists ever to serve in the U.S. um, Senate in modern times. So Thurmond was very powerful. In 1957, he tried to kill the Civil Rights Act. He failed. Eisenhower signed it. And then again in 1965, an updated Civil Rights Act, Thurmond again tried to kill it. Here's what Joe Biden said about Strom Thurmond.
4: Strom Thurmond is in every respect a son of the South. And as it was said of Robert E. Lee, Strom is an opponent without hate, a friend without treachery, a statesman without pretense, a soldier without cruelty, and a neighbor without hypocrisy. That's been the story of My relationship with Strom, we're occasionally referred to as the odd couple.
0: Okay, so if he is an opponent without hate, why would he, Strom Thurmond, try to block legislation that would help African Americans? He must dislike African Americans. What other reason would there be? So Biden was buddies, not not just, you know, hi, how are you? They're pals. And he was also pals with a number of other southern racists in the Senate. Roll the tape.
4: I never thought I'd develop deep personal relationships with men whose position played an extremely large part in my desire to come to the Senate in the first place to change what they believed in. Eastland. Stennis. Thurman. All these men became my friends.
0: And none of them were unrepentant about hurting black Americans. None of them. While they were in the Senate. But they're Biden's friends. So would Joe be friends with a white supremacist? I don't know any white supremacists in the Senate. I don't think there are any. Would he be friends with them? So Biden is a a man of no seasons. He has no core belief. Right now, he is being totally driven by the progressive left. He's almost a captive, but it's not against his will. And this is the hypocrisy of Joe Biden is absolutely stunning And what his core belief system allegedly is, and what he has done in his life. Okay, AP poll, Uh, 1,165 adults, Democrat 44, Republican 36, so it's not a fair poll. First question, do you approve or disapprove the way Joe Biden's handling his job? Approve 41, disapprove 57. If it were a fair poll, it would be 38% approved, okay? Second question, do you think... Joe Biden is too old to serve as president. Yes, 77, no, 22. Third question, is Donald Trump too old? 51, yes, no, 49. Okay, fourth question, would you like to see each of the following individuals run for president, 24? Joe Biden, yes, 24%, no, 75. Donald Trump, yes, 30%, no, 69. There you go. Okay, so COVID is back. COVID is back. Did you know that? It's back. Um, And we now learn because of the Department of Homeland Security's inspector general, the inspector general of all of these federal agencies look into spending and other things. So apparently FEMA, a federal emergency management agency, wasted $27 million dollars of COVID money. How did they waste it? They gave it to people who wanted jewelry for survivors, all right, travel or boat purchases intended to scatter ashes, perpetual care of burial grounds, Um, travel costs to funerals, clothing to wear to the funeral, hotel costs for people who died from COVID. $27 $27 million taxpayer money. <laughs> Biden administration. COVID madness is back in a few colleges. Washington Examiner reported that Georgetown University uh, is mandating masks. Not true, as far as we can say. It's optional at Georgetown, but it is mandated at Morris Brown College, a black university in Atlanta, Georgia. If you going to Morris Brown, you got to wear a mask on campus. If you go to Rutgers in New Jersey, you got to get a COVID nineteen shot. Another one, I guess, um, but they want you know it's coming back to some extent. Now this is interesting. The CDC no longer tracks COVID cases in America, so they don't know how many there are, whether it's up, down, in, and out. It's done locally now, um, and. I say that COVID is always going to be here like the flu, but you're going to hear a lot of scare stories coming up about COVID and then until Christmas time, you're going to hear them because the progressive movement wants more government control and that's one way to get it by medical mandates. Now, I have done one thing in the COVID realm personally that I think you might find interesting. I did not get COVID. I did get the boosters. I got four boosters. Okay? Didn't get it. Every member of my family got it. Most of my friends got it. Um, I did not. And I think somebody was looking out for me. Okay? (laughs) However, I don't shake hands very much anymore. I fist bump. Some people don't like that. They're almost insulted. I have to shake a lot of hands. Whenever I go out in public, people know me and they want to shake my hand and it's flattering. But I can't shake I can't carry around the disinfectant. and that's how it spreads. That's how COVID spreads. Any virus spreads that way. Okay? So I fist bump. I go like this. 80% of people are fine with it. But I can tell 20% oh you want to shake my hand. Not about you. Okay? It's about a little protection or your humble correspondence. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. All right, Chicago. So if you have a car in Chicago, you better have a garage. All right, so far this year, there have been 19,000 car thefts in Chicago, an increase of 104 percent. Under the new mayor, Brandon Johnson. Johnson does not want to punish criminals. He ran on it. Everybody in Chicago knows it. He doesn't want to punish criminals. So instead of cracking down on car thieves, he's suing Hyundai and Kia to car makers because the mayor says their anti-theft devices aren't strong enough. So he's filed a suit against Hyundai and Kia. Now that has led to widespread mocking of Mayor Johnson. Roll the tape. Clearly we don't have a crime problem, we have a Kia <laughs>
5: problem in the city of Chicago according to Mayor Johnson. Right. And and the numbers speak for themselves. 104% increase from last year, a 234% increase in vehicle thefts from 2 years ago, but yet it's the cars fault.
0: <laughs> you know, it's the gun's fault, right? The same analogy. We don't want to punish people who commit crimes with firearms or are caught carrying an illegal gun. We, uh, no, no, no. We are not to punish the gun manufacturers. Just, it, it, it is so insane. With Chicago, you get what you deserve. I love Chicago. I, I've been there so many times. But you voted for Brandon Johnson. Okay, he's not going to punish anybody. He's going to sue the car companies. Unbelievable. Okay, and the guy mocking him was a Democrat. His name, uh, Raymond Lopez, uh, Chicago alderman. Give him credit. All right, Pete Buttigieg. Look at that Pete Buttigieg, huh? There's a strong man right there. He's fining American Airlines more than $4 million for keeping thousands of passengers on a tarmac for more than three hours. 5,821 passengers, 43 domestic flights, AA violated federal law. Pete's cracking down. However, if you look at the fine print, okay, American only has to pay $2 million because Pete forgave $2 million on, because American compensated people that they tortured on the tarmac. Now, there's only one other fine. That was uh, Frontier Airlines. All the chaos, all the pain that American air passengers have to suffer. Pete judge two and a half years, head of the Department of Transportation. Two fines. Two. Loch Ness Monster. Ooh. Now, um, if you are a BillOReilly.com a concierge member, you know you have direct access to me. I get every day a Blood of mail from Americans, concierge members, who have been conned, okay, mostly on the internet. I help them as much as I can help them. I will tell you now no one is going to help you if you get built out of under $10,000. So if you get built out of $8,000, there's no agency in this country going to help you. And if you find the person that built you, Then you can go after them, but no FBI, no local police, no state police, nobody, because this is so common to get conned. Now, I can direct you into places where you might get some satisfaction if you can give me who did it, but many of the concierge members don't know who did it, okay? So anyway, a word to the wise, Loch Ness, Scotland. Tourism in Scotland is waning Okay, outside of the golf tourism. Not a lot of people. They're all going to Ireland, which is a lot more fun than Scotland. I'm sorry. I know I'm prejudiced. Okay. So Loch Ness Monster is back. So it, this was first floated 1933. 1933. So the Loch Ness Monster would be 90 years old. However, over the weekend, last weekend, There was a search to find the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) They went out. They didn't find him, but they found four distinctive noises. Okay, this is what these nuts do. But they're doing it to get people to visit Scotland and Loch Ness. That's why I've been to Loch Ness. Okay? Okay. It's a beautiful little lake. It's in the countryside, it's beautiful. Can't get a good meal, but bring your own, right? And I drove around it, and, and I, you know, just to say I've been there. Edinburgh, nice town. If you want to go to Scotland? You're based in Edinburgh, nice town. Loch Ness Monster. Smart Life. Okay, I got a letter from Paul Ryan. He lives in Ontario, Canada. He goes, I go, Bill, I've read all the killing books, and they're great. I'm curious, though, what do you read? Okay, I read mostly for information for work. Um, And right now, Paul, I'm reading about all the presidents, all 45, because we're going to probably do something next September uh, on that. But I will recommend at the end of summer reading a few authors. One is Robert Parker, Spencer for Hire, a lot of fun to read his books. James Lee Burke, the Dave Robichaux, New Orleans series. James Lee Burke, Dave Robichaux, very well written, tremendous. And then there's Vince Flynn, the late Vince Flynn. His franchise has been taken over by Kyle Mills, Mitch Rapp. All three of those are really, really fun books to read. If you're just looking for a little entertainment, you want to get off the dopey phone. Now, most books that I have started this summer, I have not finished because they run out of speed. All right, they got one or two things, particularly nonfiction, and the rest of it is just filler, and it's boring. I used to try to slog through these things, but I got so much to read now. If you bore me, down. Now, we got Killing the Witches. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Coming up, there isn't a boring page in that book.
2: Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, this day in history, uh, that was a smart life uh, recommendation, by the way, for you guys who are looking, and gals, looking for fun reads. That's the smart life segment. This day in history, August 29th, 2008, 15 years ago. Boy, it seems like yesterday. Sarah Palin nominated to run with John McCain as VP. Roll the tape.
3: I never really set out to be involved in public affairs, much less to run for this office. My mom and dad both worked at the local elementary school. And my husband and I, we both grew up working with our hands. I was just your average hockey mom in Alaska.
0: So Republicans really liked Sarah Palin, but she turned out to be not versed enough. It almost goes back to Ramaswamy. All right. really didn't have a grasp of of the very important world issues. And McCain, of course, lost to Barack Obama. Um, I I like Sarah Palin. She's feisty, she's outspoken. Uh, I think she did a good job as Alaskan governor there. She lives most of the time now, I understand, in Arizona, low profile. She does lectures for money. um, And we wish her the best. But anyway, her nomination happened 15 years ago today. I was there in Minneapolis. I saw it all live. Okay, I got a Lively Mail segment. And then Holly, the terror dog, makes her return in the final thought. Okay, let's start with the mail. Danley Garcia, Huacha City, Arizona. I hope I am saying that correctly. Between the Biden administration and the press, which is more corrupt? You asked that question, O'Reilly. Well, I say that it's the Justice Department because they have more power than the media. But boy, does the media hide the dirt. For Democrats, they do. Jack Gilbert, Rancho, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Bill, in response to your question regarding who is more corrupt, the feds or mainstream media, I can only say the feds are corrupt, but only because the media facilitates that. Excellent point. Excellent point, Jack. If the media were fair and honest, corruption would be a lot less. Charles Rink, Spruce Pine, Alabama. The corrupt Biden administration is worse than the corrupt media, because we can tune out the media, but the federal government is wasting our tax money. Dwight Jackson, Manila, Arkansas, mainstream media is the most corrupt, because if they were doing their job, the government would be held accountable. I'm glad you guys got that point, that's for sure. Adam Sherman, High Ridge, Missouri. Should we expect the same voting shenanigans we saw during the last presidential election? Well, you have to go to all 50 states. Again, the states run the elections, not the federal government. Most Americans do not understand that. Nick Blankenship, Princeton, West Virginia. I'm 26 years old, became a premium member more than six months ago. I appreciate that you report the facts without speculation. I share President Biden's schedule, which you give us every day with my friends, and they're staggered by his lack of productivity. Ah, Jose, he's relaxed. He's like Dean Martin. He's kind of relaxed. Um, Paul, concierge member. Thank you, Paul. We, the American people, received exactly what we voted for. The World War II generation now almost gone. And with them, the common sense and patriotism they had. Today, we vote for handouts and feelings a lot of truth to that. Paula Wesley, Libby Montana, love the atheist, nothing there bumper sticker. One of my favorites, Paula. Atheists, nothing there. Atheism cannot eliminate God because he's right in the middle of their name. Okay. Al, Bill renewed my premium membership a while back. I'm eager for killing the witches to arrive. You get that free when you uh, re-up or sign up for premium membership of all the killing books and some of them uh, I read twice yeah yeah you read look killing the witches throw it on up there uh, it will be out September 26 after Labor Day we'll start to tell you a little bit about it we will post an excerpt on billoreilly.com as we usually do uh, this book does not have a boring page in it it's really three books in one but it, I'm not going to Give it to you now, but pre-order it on BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of that. And then we have an um, end of summer uh, special, Killing the Legends, Killing the Killers, and any mug of your choice, $42.95. That's a great buy. You can still get my uh, crazy uh, BillOReilly.com people extended the reading special, Crazy Horse, Killers, and Legends, all for $32.95 until Labor Day. Until Labor Day. Okay, and then it's over. Uh, word of the day, do not be a bumpkin, B-U-M-P-K-I-N. And once again, Bill at BillO'Reilly.com, name in town. A lot of people are forgetting name in town. Okay, you got to know you're a real person. Bill at Bill O'Reilly.com. Uh, now, Bill at Got it. Back with, uh, oh, bumpkin is, I did bumpkin, Okay. Country bumpkin, but you don't know really what bumpkin means. Back with Holly, the Terra Dog, in a moment. Okay, so it has been a Terra Dog summer here on the east end of Long Island. Um, Holly is a corgi, a Pembroke corgi uh, breed originates in Wales. They are sheep herder dogs. So she likes to be out on the grass, but it makes her tired, but she sleeps with one eye open keeping an eye on me, okay, or if any snacks. Now, there's Holly after a day at the beach. Holly is exhausted, okay, very cute dog. Um, she is emblematic of BillOReilly.com. She's our mascot, and um, corgis in America now, I, and it's because of Holly. Holly has 3 million Twitter followers, or ex-followers, whatever it is. And we post on BillOReilly.com pictures of Hollies all the time. But Holly has caught on, and now a lot of people want Corgis. And they have actual Corgi races out in California where a bunch of Corgis, they, they race against each other, and they televise. It's hysterical. But if you want a Corgi, you've got to get a big vacuum cleaner. These dogs shed. Because they weren't bred to be indoor dogs. All right. As I said, they're sheep herder dogs. In Wales, they don't bring them in. They're out in the field chasing around uh, the sheep, making sure the sheep don't fall off the cliff. And they have great balance, corgis. Uh, Holly the terror dog has never fallen into the pool or the ocean. Doesn't go in. Goes right up, but doesn't go in. Okay. And I tell a while, you figure she'd slip? Never. Never. But the dog sheds like crazy. Final. The late queen of England had at one time a dozen corgis because they're so cute. But the queen never walked one in her entire existence because she had servants to do that. Well paid. But I, your humble correspondent, all right, I'm up in the morning walking a terra dog because the terra dog has a schedule (laughs) and does not like to deviate from that schedule. So my eyes open, and guess who's staring at me like this? Terra dog wants to go out and have breakfast. And she's not hearing any excuses. That's what the terra dog wants. And the terra dog has the loudest bark in the world, which works to my favor because people think I got a German shepherd in the house. Anyway, it's been a terra dog summer. Holly's the best. I hope you have a nice pet. We will see you tomorrow.